Welcome to the Live Your Heart Out podcast, a show for wild hearts, change makers, and soulpreneurs. Together, we dive deep into the exploration of what it means to live a meaningful life. I'm your host, Connie Bizalski, and I hope you're ready to live your magic. Alrighty, well, I'm super happy to have Peter Kelly on the podcast today. She's Australian. She's a superhuman, <laughs> badass kind of woman, I believe. Uh, she's a successful entrepreneur and a speaker who's changing the world for us millennials out there. She's a mother, mm. she's really into cacao, and, <laughs> and she's just really raw and real. So, hi, Peter. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Connie. I'm excited to chat. Awesome. So I found you last year sometime, maybe a year ago. So I was really inspired. I watched a lot of your videos and then, I don't know, I lost you again. But then I rediscovered you and I saw that you just published your book and I got the book and I read the book and it's basically one big highlight in my own life. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> and so the reason that you inspired me so much and the reason why I wanted you to have wanted you to be on the podcast is because I feel like you're one of the very few women actually that really inspire me in a way that not many do because you have a really you're so real and so raw and I'm all about vulnerability and authenticity and stuff and I feel like there's not that many out there but I feel like you actually really live it <laughs> and at the same time you have a really strong message and you're really clear and you're very grounded yeah, and you're really real. And so I, don't, I feel like there needs to be a lot more pitas out there in the world. No. <laughs> but anyway, now I've talked a lot. And I just, yeah, mm -hmm. I'd like to, to know more about who you are. Maybe you can just kind of share a little bit with us and the listeners who you are, what, what you're about, what excites you about life right now. Um, just kind of where, how did you get to where you are today sort of thing, maybe. I know it's really broad, but give it a shot. Yeah. <laughs> well, how I got here today was... Um, a series of choices, you know, I'm so big on choice um, and that's a big part of my message, which we'll probably get to. But just the other day, one of my mentors asked me like to just give myself credit for every choice up until now. Like, and it's crazy because you look at your life now and you know that it's perfect. You know that everything where we are right now is perfect and there's, there's absolutely nothing out of place. And even if it feels a little, uh, even the misalignments are perfect. And it's crazy because Sometimes I feel like you've got to stop and honor how all of the, the little choices that you made to get to where you are right now. And we never do that. You know, we forget to honor life. And I feel like looking back ret retrospectively and being like, wow, I made that choice to move here or to get on that plane or to commit to that relationship or to create that. Look at all the choices I made, like to just give ourselves credit for that. So how did I get here right now? Choices. Choices <laughs> and divinity, a mixture of both. I think they're both. I think that there's divine soul orchestration, and I feel like there is choices, and they're both. So that's how I got here right now, really. But I grew up in Perth, Western Australia. It's just dreamy paradise. That mm. part of the world is just pristine. It's just delicious. It's a bit, a bit of a small town mentality, but you know what do you expect when you know, right? My isolated in the world. I was raised by a single mom of four. She's my superhero, my mom, and four siblings all within like five, six years of age. So we were really close and 
they definitely have kept me grounded my whole life. You have a competition to see who is the funniest all the time and <laughs> I'm probably the least funny. <laughs> I mean, I consider myself like when you're really like behind the scenes of me pretty like inappropriately funny, but I am the least funny out of the four. Really? Oh, is, gosh. Yeah, it, which gives you an insight into like what our family <laughs> dinners are like when we're together. It's just, That's amazing. So I, wasn't, I was always like a bit of a nerd amongst the four of us we all played sports bit of a nerd and when I left school I my goal was to be doctor by the time I was 25 very driven and I went and I just loved helping people it was just it was so innate in me to help people and I watched that in my mom she was she's so generous and selfless as a school teacher and just as a human I just I knew that we were here to help people. And it was just in my cells. I just, that was it. So when I left school, I went to university and I did an undergrad and a postgrad and wrote a thesis and it was all in the area of helping people feel well, like physiology and bioenergetics, essentially just nerdy science stuff. And then I started my PhD and I got my scholarship and I was on track to become a doctor by the time I was 25. So I was 22 at this point, two degrees, ready to do a PhD, six months in, just doing everything that I wanted to do. And then I had like a redirect from my soul. And at the time I didn't really know what that meant. I wasn't, I wouldn't call my, I was a bit of a party girl, you know, I would party girl slash soccer player slash science nerd. And, but I wouldn't, wouldn't have laced too much. Like wouldn't have called myself spiritual back then, you know, just, just, just discovering, but my, but my soul was just like, no. And it was very clear through my body. And just, you know, I just had like, 20, I always describe it, 20 seconds of super insane courage. And I just um, deferred my PhD and traveling around the world. And long story short, fell into my first business, which was network marketing, but network marketing done with integrity and and heart-centeredness. You know, I went on that journey and amazing. I learned so much there. And it was crazy because in my science career, I had a big goal to retire my mom and just let her have a breath, you know, for the first time since we were born, just let her breathe and have a holiday and have some time off. And she could never do that. So I thought, oh, you know, I'm going to be a doctor by the time I'm 25. I'm just going to have a great income and I'm just going to retire. So that was it. So no business background in our family, you know, very, very humble background, like most people, right? So when I started in network marketing, what, what I saw, I had two big drivers there. Firstly, it was, wow, I'm actually going to retire my mom. Like, I get this. I get I get that creating abundance for myself is about what the memories I can create for my family and what I can give back. And and I, it was like this anointment of purpose, purpose, purpose. Like, this is what you do. And then I had another, like, I call it like an anointment where I, I knew that I was like thrust into this business and, and like thousands and then it grows to tens of thousands of like young people in my organization. I was thrust into having to grow so quickly and so fast into the sort of young person who could lead them and not just lead them in a way of like speaking every week, but leading them in terms of casting a vision for them, helping them live abundantly, but very consciously with money. Just all of these these things I was being asked to recreate and redefine for our generation in Australia. So I had these big drivers change things for my generation, let them know that there was so many else, so much else out there that we really could live our Ardu day every day. We are worthy of um, living in abundance so that we can give and circulate money around the world in ways that reflect the world we want to see. So I was essentially just it, like, I look back and I'm like, how did I end up in network marketing? I was like, because that's exactly where I was meant to be. It was like the greatest university platform and school for me to learn, firstly, to live my dream of retiring my mom, which my brother and I did like 
three years ago now, but secondly, to have this platform to learn about millennials and really get into the heart because my organization, which still thrives and I still love it and I still serve that company amazing, mm. like in amazing ways, but I was working with millennials who really gave a shit about the world and who really had like this divine intolerance for how people were living and feeling like we were living in this privileged part of the world, which Australia definitely is, but people were were living like slapping life in the face a little bit by living in this privileged part of the world and not doing what they really loved. And no one was really giving anyone permission to. It was go to school, get a degree, get a job and only earn this much. And if you earn any more, if you do any more, if you want to be any more successful than that, successful than that, then you're you're tall poppy and you're you blah, 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 blah. But there wasn't any permission of, hey, look, if you've got a big calling on your life or if there's things you want to do and if you do want to build this or that, go after it and know that your soul's purpose is different from other people's and as long as you're living in alignment with that and genuinely of service it live as abundantly and thrive as much as you want because that's that's where we need people to be so they can serve the world from there right not from this tall poppy syndrome of nope don't nope don't get any better or bigger or anything don't do anything different than me so i really through my network marketing journey really really got to take a pulse of what our generation was calling out for um and I started to evolve in terms of, wow, I know what I know that they are, our generation is trying to understand this new paradigm and this new way, which so much is like ancient ways, like made fresh and relevant again. But just people wanted to understand how do we lead in these new times? Like what is being asked of us now? What are we meant to do? Like what, how are we really meant to live? Like, is it okay to thrive? Is it okay to be happy? Like, cause I'm, what are we meant to do with money? Are we meant to ignore money? Are we meant to hate money? Or are we meant to form a conscious relationship with money so that we can use it as our teammate as we create the change we want to see? What are we meant? How do we, you know, just all these different pieces. And I was starting to just learn and piece together, you know, everything that sort of makes up with his hiring book, but, and then got married to an American, which is crazy because I never thought I would be living between America and Australia, especially in the desert, Scottsdale, where my husband's from, which is, wow. yeah. And now I have a beautiful daughter, Sol, who's nine months old. And I am um, on a totally fun journey uh, in business now where I'm just like a vessel, a channel, not, you know, just li- doing business in such a different way, right? Just, just employed by the earth, just always listening, always moving. That means cutting projects out when they stop working. It means cutting projects out when they are working. It means pivoting like that. It just just full surrender to the earth and what the earth and my entities are asking me to do. And it's like while being a mom and while still taking care of myself. So it's it's an interesting mm. time right now. Wow, what a what an amazing journey though. And to be honest, like when I looked at or watched some of your older videos. Yeah, like from years ago and stuff. And when I look at you today, it's like holy shit. I know. <laughs> I was like twenty three. Unbelievable! Like the journey that you've been on with yourself and and your work, and and obviously now your mom, and 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 just also like like your outside looks are very different to five years ago, and yeah. your energy feels you know just very different to like your earlier like yeah earlier talks. Uh, nothing mm. like better or worse. Just like no, wow, different. Just different. Yeah, yeah. So I find that super fascinating, and also what I've noticed like by reading your book and just and then eventually realizing wow you're not even 30 years old yet you know it's like mm. how, what a beautiful wise soul oh. is you know kind of in your body and so anyway 
long story short, there's so many things to kind of dive into with what you just kind of mentioned. And one thing I, I'd like to talk about is, you know, you talk a lot about living in alignment and, and you talk a lot about living in the flow and, and when there's no flow, there's like a kink, right? Mm-hmm. And I love how you have this kind of metaphor to that because it's, it's so easy for us to, to get to know what that's like. And but so many people, they're so scared, right? to actually go after what what aligns with them and what's their truth and actually live their truth. And it's something that frustrates me so hard because for me, like fear is not about running in the other direction. It's about actually embracing it. But I, I, I struggle sometimes to really give people the best advice as to how to move through that and actually make it to the other side. What has helped you on like on your journey or what do you tell people when they're like, yeah, I want to, and I want to quit my job and I want to do this, but I can't, or I'm too scared, you know? Yeah. I think firstly, when you were saying fear, I heard recently a really good, a really good analogy for fear. So the fear can stand for two things, either fuck everything and run or face everything and remember. Like there's two options with fear and they both feel like the same thing. Like fear is to me excitement, but without any breath. And it's like the thing that people and I, and I talk about this in the book and I actually went back to the book to add this in because I, I had spoken about alignment and how good it feels to live in alignment and what's available to us when we're in alignment and how alignment feels. But I had to go back in the book and really hammer home that just because alignment might sound really good and like, you know, everything happens on God's speed when we're in alignment, people don't realize that it takes courage to live in it. Like probably the most courageous thing anyone will ever do in their life is live in alignment. I was speaking with my husband today about a friend of mine, two friends of mine, beautiful friends who got married and we were at their wedding. And just before the wedding, one of them or both of them sort of knew that they weren't meant to get married. And it was a wedding and it was paid for and it was already ready to rock. And they didn't, they didn't get married. Um, they, they, sorry, they did get married. So they got married. And then not long after they got married, they, they had a falling out, which was, was, was in a really upsetting way. But it had to happen like that because it took, it would have taken so much courage for one of them to say, this isn't right. Just before going to a wedding that's been paid for, your friends are coming, your family's coming, you know, that's so much courage. And I don't like, I said to my husband today, like, I do not blame them or her or him. Like, how can you? Like, that takes tremendous amount of courage to be able to honor your alignment that diligently and trust, you know, and, but if you don't, your soul is going to take you there some other way. And in this instance, just as an example, it was in a way more damaging, hurtful way for both of them. Like it was just so hard on them both. And I said to my husband today, like, fuck, I I just don't envy, like I, I have so much compassion for that, for that situation because as a human, what would I have done? Like, I don't think I would have had the balls. Like, if like that close to a wedding, like, God, you would have just been like, fuck, okay, life. Just, yeah. just like, I don't have the balls right now. Just like, let's get through this. And I know that I'm going to get, but it's, it's true. So, uh, you know, we all have to just acknowledge that it takes alignment. It takes courage, like real courage to live in alignment. And the small, like, that's a big example. Like, that's pretty extreme, right? <laughs> yeah. Just don't just jump right in there. But it was just something my husband and I were talking about today, so it's relevant. But yeah. smaller examples, like, for instance, everybody always teases me because I take my own water 
everywhere I go. We'll go to a fancy restaurant. I have like my water bottle on the side because I'm just like so. I'm just like at this base now where like I love to have my operating system functioning like primo, and I just won't eat anything or drink anything that doesn't align with yeah. my operating system. And so, small amounts of courage, like tiny little bit of courage, is like when you're out, maybe you know, like at a business or something. You're like, no, no, I'm not. I'm not eating that. I can't eat that. You know, just even though, just think little things like that where people would be like, oh, it's just so much easier just to do it. Or saying no, you know, that's just, there's another little smaller bit of courage, like just saying no. Like, but and when it comes to living your truth and really living in alignment with your purpose and unkinking kinks, I think you got to listen to your own inner guru, your own inner elder as to how to unkink them. Like sometimes it's like kink, one kink at a time, or sometimes it's like one big band-aid kink. And you can't, I can never give advice on how that process looks. It's just... You just have to, I just like to keep communicating to people um, and asking them questions to keep coming back to their own, you know, inner wisdom. Like what, if you were to give yourself advice right now, what would it be? You always ask that question. And if you knew what you needed to do right now, what would you do? And just continue to probe and probe so people can feel like, God, I know what I need to do. Like I need to leave my job and start this or Perhaps it's I need to keep my job and start doing this creative thing I love on the side. Or maybe it is, you know what, I do need to end this relationship right now. Or maybe it's I just need to have a really, really deep conversation right now. Like it's not the same for everyone. It's not always leave the job or leave the person. Or it's just what it, ask your own inner sage. What right now at this moment is a courageous act to bring you closer to alignment. It might not be all or nothing. It might be just be something small because it's not just, it's not black and white. Like there's sometimes our soul wants us to stay in things longer than we think. So it's all about coming back to your own inner wisdom and trusting, trusting and knowing. I think the greatest thing to tell people in situations like this is everyone shits their pants when they're about to move to a new level of alignment. Everybody goes through this, this, like I, I shared this quote, one of my, pieces recently and it was fear is peeing your pants and courage is doing it with wet pants it's like you're going to feel scared like it's but you know the difference between scared don't go there and scared go there you know one of them is like oh this feels disgusting and one of them is this is actually really exciting scary and there's a difference and like I like I always say I'm not going to take your own inner guru off you know the difference so Firstly, just know that it does take courage and that you're not abnormal for feeling scared and having doubts and thinking, fuck, should I just stay in the safe lane? You just got to check in and ask yourself, like, if I, if I don't, if I'm not willing to live my truth like now, like when? Like, because what if I die next week? I always say that to my husband. What if we die next week? Like when we're asking ourselves questions about should we go like this really luxurious thing or should we do like semi-luxurious? I'm like, fuck it. Like literally what if we die next week? We have zero idea when we're going to die. And I, I like, and I always, I always, to be honest, like that's one of the greatest ways that I kick my ass into gear, cutting out shit that doesn't matter to me and doing things that do matter to me is, and that was the book. I had, my child in my womb, like that was what got me to follow my truth and write that book was that. So you've just got to listen to your highest excitements and know that courage is a good sign and just know the difference between fear don't go there and fear go there. Yeah, I fully agree. And it's also, I think that, you know, a lot of people, they ask me, oh, Connie, how do I, but how, how can I, you know, I'm so scared, but how do I do it? I'm like, 
you're still stuck at the how. It's not about the how. Yeah. It's about actually really connecting deeply yeah. in here and also realizing that the only way out is through. It's always yeah. fucking through. <laughs> yeah. Because they're so scared, they keep asking the how question, right? Mm -hmm. Because they think by finding out how to do it, it's it's then less scary or it's going to be easier. And like, yeah. it's not meant to be fucking easy. <laughs> yeah. And, and what, exactly. Exactly. And what about, what if, what if, you just got to ask like really empowering magical questions about it. Like what if by being super courageous, there was like something greater, grander and more glorious on the other side. Like what you've got to be in those what ifs and those imagines and that trust it does take trust. Like do you trust your life or do you not? Like, do you trust your soul who has gotten you to this point or do you not? Like you could look back at your life and ask yourself the question, can I trust my life and can I trust my soul? And, I'm quite sure you're going to to look back and notice the perfection of everything and be like, yeah, I can. And also ask yourself, like, is this is this nudge or this feeling going away? And it's not going to go away until you listen. So may as well listen and stop asking, like, what's the worst that can happen? And flip it, like, what is the best that can happen right yes. now? Like, because yeah. I always ask, are you going to die? Like, are you going to die? Like, just go for it. Like, mm. it's just, it's so freeing to just be like, fuck it, you know? Oh gosh, yeah. Also, falling in love with death though was also I found that pretty liberating, you mm -hmm. know. Because in the end, right, that's like the 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 biggest fear of all the fears is always the fear of death. No, with everything, yeah. you know, the fear yeah. of not being good enough, the fear of failing, the fear of whatever, running out of money. It's always like, oh my god, you know, at the the essential yeah. fear is always death. And getting comfortable with that—that's I, I don't know—that helped me a lot. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it it is. It's deep, but it's so true. It's like. Fuck, I'm gonna die. Like, let's just do. Let's just, let's do, just it, do it. You know. Yeah, and also like with the what with the you know connection to self is like ah oh, that's something that so many people struggle with is intuition, right? It's like yeah, but how do I know it's right or wrong? That's mm -hmm. one question I get a lot. It's like how do I know it's right or wrong? How do I know to trust it? I'm like yeah. how do you not know to trust it? Yeah. <laughs> how do you how do you how do you know to trust your brain? How do you know yeah. your mind is right? Yeah. How do, what, that, what helps you to connect to your intuition? Well, lots, I think just getting quiet, I think, you know, sometimes it's so challenging to get quiet because we know we're going to hear what we need to hear and we don't want to hear it, you know. Sometimes our intuition isn't going to tell us what we want to hear. Like there's been so many times in my life where my intuition has told me things that have been very inconvenient and, <laughs> you know, like fire this person or cancel this event or don't get on that plane. Or, you know, just like, for instance, this big event that I run called the New Way Live this year, my soul was like, you need to pause and come back and do like, do some work with Indigenous elders because there's something there, like your work needs to go there. Like, oh, yeah. that's, and so for me, I was like that, like the Indigenous elders part, amazing. I love it. I've been totally throwing myself in learning in that area for a little while now, but the Stopping the new way live after planning and everything was already underway and the money and time had gone into it. I was like, are you sure? Like surely that you're wrong. So like you've never been wrong my whole life, but surely this time you must be wrong. And then your and then your rationale comes around. Well, I can't let people down. I've already told people about it. I've already spent time and money on it. And our soul doesn't give a fuck about what's rational <laughs> ever. Our soul's like, I don't care. Like I have access to all resources all the time. Like alignment doesn't give a shit about our rationale. And so I firstly get quiet. Secondly, 
know that your rationale might sound really good, but your soul doesn't care about rationale. And I like to get people to look back at what their intuition has told them in the past and if it's ever been wrong. So just just like get give some like social proof to your to your soul. Like has my soul ever been wrong? Like look back at times where I have listened to my soul or I have ignored my intuition, whether it's gut, heart, soul, whatever it is, has it ever been wrong before? And your answer will likely be no. <laughs> and so then you can know to trust. But here's the thing. Sometimes, like we have to get really honest here, you know the answer, but you're not ready to admit it. So you just have to go through that. And sometimes your soul doesn't expect you to admit it. Sometimes, like I've done things where I have like made big investments in things or people, and I've known at the time that wasn't right. But my soul has has needed me to go through that lesson so that I could get the lessons there. So I've been in the decision and I was like, this is fucked. This is not going to be good, but I know I've got to do it. You know what I mean? So it's like, shit, like I, I, know, I know how this is going to end up in my gut. <laughs> but I like have to go through this right now. So, so there's times like that too. When the, and then at the end you're like, God. But, you, but you're like, I'm so grateful I went through that because I've just learned so much. So, I mean... There's so many things. There's a book called Meet Your Soul, which was written by my friend Alyssa Romeo, and it's one of the greatest books ever written. I really recommend it to everyone, especially people wanting to connect with their intuition. Mm. It's the greatest. She, Alyssa is just most re- one of the most relevant teachers right now. No bullshit, just egoless. It's amazing. But in that book, there's exercises, and one of them is called soul journaling. So like journaling as if your soul is journaling to you. And for some people, that's so they're like, whoa, how do you know? It's like, again, what do you want to believe? Like, what do you want to believe? Because what stories you have about intuition or woo-woo-ness or whatever, that's instructing your life. Like, I'm, I much prefer to, to, to trust in, like, the, the, these invisible powers that we all have and these guides and these entities and our spirit team and our soul. So I think the biggest thing when it comes to, to soul, <laughs> to really sum it up, is you always know. Whether or not you're willing to admit it or you want to admit it, it doesn't change the fact that you know. And sometimes you know and you're just not willing to act yet, and that's okay. But don't pretend you don't know. Ah, good points. Yes, love it. And also I think maybe when we talk about trust, it's like I'm really glad that over the years I found that connection to something greater, right? It just helps me. My, it helps my belief system and it helps me when I make decisions because I've got the trust of knowing that there are no wrong decisions. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter if you say yes or no, if you take black or white or whatever, because it will always take you exactly where you need to be, right? And just having that kind of has helped me a lot as well. Yeah. Beautiful. So I think one thing I wanted to talk about with you was that something that came up last weekend in a group coaching call I had. And we t- I was talking about how, why there is so many of us now these days mm, striving, pursuing, wanting to pursue their calling, live a meaningful life. And we ask ourselves these big questions, you know, what, what is the meaning of life and how can we actually live a fulfilling life every day? And for me, eventually the question came up, you know, years ago, like, why do I even have all these questions come up? Am I just spoiled? Am I, is this like a first world problem to have, mm-hmm. right? And then in the call, someone also asked, like, are we just too privileged to ask ourselves all these questions? And I was explaining them with like Maslow's hierarchy of needs and, you know, that it's actually quite normal <laughs> to ask these questions and wanting to pursue a more meaningful life. And how do you, how do I phrase the question right? But how do you explain? 
explain to yourself in a way that feels good to your to yourself, your soul, and and your ego. To and you talk about this in your book as well about privilege and and giving back and how do you do all of that and and your work and and pursuing your calling so that it feels good for you every day, mm -hmm. you know, without feeling guilty or I don't know. Well, firstly, I think people got to be okay. Like. Again, some of us live in very privileged parts of the world and that's, I mean, you've got to just be so deeply grateful for that. But because you live in privileged parts of the world, it doesn't mean that you should, you're not, in, you're not worthy of thriving because when we are thriving and we are in our alignment, we are very clearly in tune with source, God, the universe, and that's when we can get direction on how best to serve this planet. And only when we are in alignment. So Alyssa Romeo in, in Meet Your Soul, she talks about we are not here to be in guilty servitude. So we are not here to do things constantly that appear good from the outside but don't feel good. That's not our greatest work here. And I talk about in the book, our greatest work here is our vibration, getting on the same page as life, getting in alignment so that we can listen and be very clear as to how we're meant to serve this world. And the more, like, again, this is not just talking about money. I'm talking about meaningfulness and vibration. I know that I am much more equipped to serve the world and serve all the organizations around the world that I partner with, Africa, Indonesia, Syria. It's best, I'm always best serving from my alignment and from my thrivingness. And if I check in with my soul, nobody in the world wants me to thrive less. And that's not how I'm going to help the world thrive more. <laughs> like me thriving less doesn't help the world thrive more. So. How can I thrive in a way that is of service to myself and of service to the world? Not in an ego way, but in a very, to be honest, it's like, it's something that most people are, are afraid to do because, I don't know, they, they want to pursue nobleness mm. more than alignment. And the most noble thing we can do on earth is to live in alignment and to not try and spread ourselves thin. And when we're really in alignment, we are going to be on the same page as source. We're going to be serving the people. We're going to be able to help. I don't like the word help, support and lift up and serve the communities we're meant to serve and the people we're meant to serve and, and do it from our life force and not our life force being off because we're just of no, not powerful, powerful use to the world when our life force is off. So first you've got to turn our life force on. And then you were literally sitting in the tap of all of the information you know as to where you're meant to serve and gift and create, whether it's Africa, whether it's here, 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 whether it's in your own community, whether it's your family, whatever it is. When we turn our life force on, we know exactly what we are meant to do. But we, we, are, ne we are not meant to be, we are not meant to be trying to save a world by dishonoring our own worthiness when it comes to thriving. You know, we're meant to thrive and serve the world because the earth wants us to get on a vibration that's more like hers and that all comes down to love and compassion and play and joy and feeling those feelings and it doesn't mean you care any less about people who are suffering in the world you know what I mean like on the weekend I was watching really closely what was happening in Syria and donating money a few separate times and sharing with people you know like we, we've got to do something and help but I was really mindful to be acting out of love in those ways, but not dropping into a vibration that was non-supportive of, you know, like that energetic work is so important. I don't know if I'm sidetracking a little bit here, but. No, not at all. 
you know, for me, it's about like, and, and for instance, this week I have felt like, hey, I really want to have some time off social media because sometimes in the personal development world, which I, I don't, I don't put myself in that bracket or any bracket, but in this world of coaches and rah, 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 you always feel like you got to keep up. Um, everything's moved so fast and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And, and I always check in with myself, like, where am I posting before living or where am I, you know, looking like I'm thriving more than I'm thriving. Mm. And that's where I always check in. So my soul recently has just been like, just, just take a break and take a break. come back and just, remember that how you are thriving matters more than how you look like you are thriving mm-hmm. and how you look to other people, like your energy and your vibration and your alignment and the joy you feel in your heart, like that's world changing and everything else you do is a bonus. And that's the way I see it. And I still do so many things. I've just created a new company called the Earth Core. I'm still you know, working big ways with isogenics. I'm still doing like all these different fucking amazing things. but. I check in with myself all the time. Am I doing at the mercy of my vibration being of service to the world or am I doing, doing, doing and my vibration sucks and I used to have it the other way around and now I've flipped it around because it's important. And I also want my daughter to see, say my mom thrives, not my mom just never has time to take me to the park or, you know, my mom's always just like I want, I feel like this new paradigm is about both serving and thriving. Yeah, beautiful. How do you actually then like navigate that? Because you just touched on a few really awesome points. Um, I'm sorry, like, I just no, it's awesome. I love, I love, I love all over the place. That's kind of how my brain works as well. So, you know, like productivity and creativity and being in the flow, and then the hustle, yeah. and then you're a mom, and then yeah. you got social media, and then you've got all these people out there doing all the things, and then like, how do you stay sane with that? <sighs> Fucking how? I would like to know if you have the answers. I'm looking for it still. Yeah. To, to be honest, I'm always I'm always navigating it, and it always comes down to checking with my soul. Like, okay, okay, what do I need right now? So, to be honest, right now, like right now for me, my answer is trying to use my masculine energy to allow my feminine energy to be free to flow and create. So, I'm on real download right now for the Earth as Co, which is a new company, which is very much about just i mean you're gonna see it's just it's on instagram but it's growing 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 yeah, growing. And i've checked it out what can you encapsulate like what what it is it's, so it's essentially a space to bridge like the earth and the ancient and the fresh and the new and the hyper like a high performing woman with the indigenous and i've got so many plans to really to bridge that and to allow these women to soften and to listen to this these ancient people and and our elders and the indigenous world and our earth and to just honor, you know, like what my soul's telling me to do, right? Is just shut up and listen. Just just shut up and listen. Stop talking. Like just stop talking. Just listen. Like I feel like our world needs to be humbled right now and to go back to the royalty of our earth, which are our indigenous people and our land. Like that's the royalty of our earth. So that's why I'm so big right now. I'm just okay, everyone. I think we just in this personal development world, we just gotta shut up for a minute. <laughs> listen and just go back and and listen to these people who are the widest wisest most egoless pure i mean keepers of wisdom Mm. ever so the earth is cause really like badass entity so she's just essentially like we're launching a whole bunch of things mid this year all around creating an ecosystem for women and also men but just these this new standard of relationship with each other ourselves and the earth so it's a big ecosystem that's going to allow that and right now 
there's a Facebook group where all women in their different unique geniuses share wisdom and just just sharing and just supporting each other, which is what women crave. To, we crave. We just want to share wisdom rather than owning information. You know, when you just want to share share wisdom. So and I'm going that. to a little. Yeah, exactly. I'm on download right now for that and just working on stuff and stuff and stuff. But what were we talking about before? About the hustle and the grind yeah, and the flow yeah, yeah. and the masculine and the feminine and So there's time there's time for all of it. You know, like I before I was married and had a child, I was working sixteen hours a day because it was the time for it and I loved it and I was on fire and it was perfect for my vision. It was what was required of me. And that's not bad if it's what's required of you, right? There's time for both. But you just got to check in. You know, I got to, I got to a point where that wasn't for me anymore and I didn't listen and I burned out. You know, it's just, it's always going to, it's always going to get to you if you don't listen, which is human. Like well, We need the burnouts, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, it's amazing. I loved it. I was like, great. I got dengue fever. I can now have a rest for five days. Like that's, <laughs> that's how it was. But um, not to say dengue fever is good because it's fucking no, awful and it actually, it actually kills people too. But for me, my soul was like, okay, here you go. Like enjoy this dose of dengue fever because that, like, that was like four years ago. Now you have to yeah. stop and you cannot get off the couch. Um, and that happened to me this year too with pneumonia. And pneumonia at the start of the year and I knew exactly what was going on. I was like, okay, cool. I'm just embracing this. I'm going to get into bed. I'm going to... I was still breastfeeding my child so it was like very different sort of being sick than it was... Yeah when we don't have children, but I was like, I get it. As soon as I got in, I was like, I know exactly what is going on right now. I get it. I'm listening. And I am like, I, I, I fucking get it. Like, thank you. Okay. You can go now. Like I get it. I get it. But for me right now, it's about using my masculine energy to wrap a ball around parts of my day that allow me to be in flow because that's like, you know, and just, and, and embracing the softness of discipline as well. Like I think, I've always been so good at ritual and discipline. And as we start to tap into our divine feminine, sometimes we can wrong discipline because we think it's not divinely feminine or flowy or creative. But discipline is so critical for our feminine. Like mm. discipline is like basically our masculine letting our feminine do what we yes. really do. Yeah, but that. for me, it's like every morning there is like time for ceremony and creativity. Every afternoon there's time for generating. And in between it's with my child, cooking playing whatever whatever else but there it, there has to be this discipline times where you can get stuff done otherwise it's just a constant download mode and scrolling and stuff like that so i think embracing discipline so that you can live how you want to live and remembering also that it's going to change like i'm always changing i'm always saying to my assistant hey okay now no more podcast for a month and things like that okay now i've got to just have some time to do this and I went from like having podcast spots open every afternoon to two days a week, now one. And just, but just because it's always ebbing and changing and telling her like, hey, I've only got two hours free like all week now for like calls with whatever the account or whatever. Mm -hmm. Just fine tuning, fine tuning, fine tuning, fine tuning, but using your discipline and your masculine energy to create the schedule that allows you to thrive. And sometimes it also means getting really effective and discipline keeps coming into that. It's like, yeah, I want to go to the park. I want to spend time cooking lovely meals. I want to just go and sit outside with my child. Therefore, I need to be very disciplined with my time when I do have that creative time. Create, don't scroll, you know, don't do those things which appear feminine, but are really just distracting, um, wound up nervous system behaviors. Like stop that and just realize that that, okay, I do need to implement a little bit of discipline here and it's not anti-feminine, it's actually pro-feminine, you know, like I'm going to be able to create and download and do all these other things with my day. 
but I'm not dishonoring the fact that this is real life and real business and I've got shit to do. Where also play comes in, right? Well, that just reminds me of that because it's a big part of the book and the importance of, of play in anything we do. Let it be yeah. in, you know, in work, in life, in how we walk to the fridge. I think you, you, yeah. know, you get <laughs> cool examples with that. How can people get more in touch with their playful side? I feel like, you know how to say we, we grow old. No, how does that saying go? We stop playing and we, yeah, we don't grow old because... Yeah. We stop playing, we stop playing and we grow old, something like that. And yeah. it's really like that. And it's so beautiful. Like I'm in my mid, almost, oh yeah, mid-30s, shit. Yeah, it's happening. <laughs> and I rediscovered play last year. And apparently I'm also, my, my Gemini is in my sun or something this year. So I'm like full on in, in play mode. And mm-hmm. it's been so amazing. And I can see and notice everywhere just that people don't play anymore. And it's so yeah. hard to allow us to play. How do we allow us to play more? You know? Yeah, it is. It's hard for people to play. Yeah. It was hard for me to play too. I share that in my book. I was so serious all the time because, again, we think, we always think that play is to be a reward or something that you just do when you're a kid or something that's quite irresponsible. But I think about the people that I know in my life who are those really playful personality types and everything just seems to go so smoothly for them, you know? And I started to pay attention. <laughs> Actually, the, my soul took me on a bit of a journey before I got pregnant with my child and um, some plant medicine experiences and other things where I was just really taught to play, but not just taught, but shown that it's a vibration that is very beneficial to our world right now. Like we are being asked to lighten up. Like we really are. The earth doesn't want, the earth isn't going to experience harmony with us if we are on a complete, like playing gets us on the vibration of mother earth, right? And that's the goal. This is the whole fucking point is being on the same page as mother earth and vibrating more like her. That's when we're going to know harmony. So I really dug into what does that look like? Is it, and I see mother earth just being like, my children are just running around all over the earth using me as an excuse to not play. Like, I've got to save the world. I've got to change the world. I've got to do this. And, and she's just like, I just wish they would just cut straight to the fucking point and, like, have a little bit of fun, you know? And that's, that's what I feel. It's like, so, yeah, it's hard. Again, I was, like, serious. Most serious even when I was a kid, my school teachers were around the port, like, Peter's very bright, rah, 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 very serious. And, I, and like, but I was, like, with my family. I was like, I'm serious. But I get it. It's like we think that we have to be serious to get stuff done. But... Play is not something that we do, like go on a merry-go-round or whatever. I fucking hate merry-go-rounds, by the way. I shit myself on them. But it's about being in the vibration of play, being playful, being light, sending emails with like a heart, like find something funny in them, like dressing in a way that makes you feel like life's not so serious today, like just lightening up. And there are times where we are in the deep healing shadow work. Like no doubt about it. Mm. Then there are also times when we are just like just cruising to the point where we're not really choosing our vibration. And those are the times where I ask people like, how can you play? Like, are you really stuck with creativity? Like go and play, go tempin bowling or go and dance or do like a pretend you're in a video clip and pretend you're in like a really like sad breakup video clip next time you're in a car and like sing to like the fray or cold play fix you or something like that and just get real deep about it like just play be stupid like yeah just and then see what happens to your creativity because what i know for sure is that when you play you circulate energy and you open your tap and that's when solutions and creativity and everything just is like because you're on the language of the earth right true story i recently uh, last week i bought a an ipad pro 
mm-hmm. and mainly to have it like as a second display and for my laptop. But then I realized, oh no, they sell this pen, right? In the Apple store. And I was like, I have it. I can get, I can buy the pen. I can learn how to draw. Cause I always thought I'm really good at drawing it. Yeah. You know? I was like, what, what if I just learn how to draw? There's all these, these, uh, you know, online courses and YouTube videos. And right now I'm learning how to draw and I really suck at you it. Procreate? <laughs> I don't even know, but yeah, yeah it's so I, I've, I've been the same thing. I've oh, done really? Yeah. Pretty cool. I know. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. This thing is just what are you doing that has no agenda? Exactly. You know? Yes, no agenda. There's like, like no purpose to it. <laughs> no, I don't need to post about it. I don't need to grow my brand with it. I don't need to sell a course with it. I don't need to like <laughs> make a teaching point out of this. Like, just want to enjoy it. It might come out of it. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it will. It will. It probably, yeah, it will. But yeah. <laughs> yeah that's awesome awesome cool I have like one one last question sort of that I want to dive into because it's something that also interests me how you deal with it because in the book you talk about you know human as fuck as someone who's in the public sphere as well and uh, you're very you know out there with who you are and how you live your life and all that and and obviously we receive criticism and people judge us you know because we're not perfect and I always wonder you know how do other people deal with it how do they navigate the the backlash that uh, sometimes can be negative and how you don't get caught up among you know hundreds of amazing comments and messages you don't get caught up in the couple that are just really pulling you down and how do you navigate those kind of you know critical waters where and I love I actually posted a similar post uh, a few weeks ago about how I personally me Connie am human as fuck because I'm not mm-hmm. perfect in so many ways and here it is and now go and judge me <laughs> if you still yeah, yeah. but how do you navigate that how do you deal with that on a daily basis and because the more um, we change the world the more we're going to get the backlash right yeah and to be honest being very human as fuck sometimes I'm like is it really worth it you know like sometimes I have those moments even with a child like with a child I'm like is it really worth it because I've I remember being 36 weeks pregnant and having some really vile shit on my Facebook wall just a post and just it was bullying it was like a bunch of women jumped in and they all went at one time and it was it was meant to be constructive but it, it wasn't it was it was bullying and it was vile and I was 36 weeks pregnant super emotional on it, and I knew my baby was feeling everything and I remember just crying for a whole day and saying to my husband it just fucking hurts like when people don't understand you and you you trying to like serve the world in so many ways and put yourself out there for others when it's so much easier to just switch social media off and I could go live on an island now and never post another thing And I've had so many times, and again, even this week, I've had, again, I haven't had times like that in a while. They used to be more frequent when I was first starting in my first business, but they're not anymore. I think, I don't know, I I think our vibrations sometimes welcomes or doesn't welcome it. And I also think our soul guides us to these lessons when we need them. Touch wood, I haven't experienced that in a little while now. But in the times I have, I've said, "Is is it really fucking worth it? And other times I've said, this is because I am more aligned and more bold and I am bringing stuff up with people and I am being invited to really own my message and what I'm here to share. So I bounce between the two. But I think one thing that people don't talk about now is, again, because some people are like, you just got to face it. You just got to so got to stand in there and you just got to cop it and you got to face it. And part of me is, you know, part of me acknowledges the part the parts in humans where it's really hurtful when it, it can be quite vile. And to just check in with yourself, like, are there places that you, like, again, 
I'm very happy to be bold about things like home birthing, a lot of other things. And there's some things that I won't touch. Vaccinations is one of them. I won't touch it online because I, as a mom, need to protect my energy. And I am not going to open up certain channels for hate and this and that and that when I've I've got a, a really important job and that's to be a present mother to this child. Mm. And so when I'm sharing online, I will put myself out there to the degree that I feel like I am very aligned, sharing a message, doing my work, but not to the point where I'm like, hey, I just want to open a can of worms just for the hell of it. Because it is very important to me that I'm not, that I'm, that my heart can stay, you know, do you know what I mean? Is that, so people to check in with themselves. What is so important to you that you will talk about it online and you are so aligned about it that your that your heart is so open and you care so much that when people do come and argue or whatever that it doesn't matter because that's beautiful go for it because your alignment and your posture you you sort of want that healthy discussion you know what I mean like you don't just want praise all the time you want the healthy discussion if it's something you really care about but then there are times when you share who you really are and you get the just the dickheads like they're just rude nasty vile that's where my line is. This is not constructive. You, we are not having a healthy discussion. Block, delete, like get the fuck off my page. Mm-hmm. Because I truly believe that online bullying amongst adults and even in the conscious community is a real issue. Oh. And I'm really, really passionate about that. Like so many people are cloaked in this, like, because it happened to me, cloaked in this, like, well, I really care about the world, but let me point something out to you. And probably spoke more, more, intensely to me than I've ever been spoken to by anyone in my life. Mm. And yet these were people cloaked in consciousness. So for me, and I was like, and how I felt that day when I was 36 weeks pregnant was so misunderstood and just hardcore attacked. And these women had a message that they wanted to share with me, but they weren't. And I'm so open, so open to feedback and so open to everything, but they, were fucking awful. And I remember thinking to myself, like, we really think online bullying is just a problem amongst the quote-unquote low-vibe people or whatever. No, people have to check in. And online energy is very real. And so it's such a a fine line. And I've walked it several times where, you know, it's like I want to share this, I care about this. The one thing I have no problem sharing is things about myself, like about myself. I'm like, this is what I believe. This is who I am like it, don't like it, whatever, because that's a freedom that, that's a freedom, like that's non-negotiable to me. Freedom to be yourself is just absolutely non-negotiable to me. Mm. Just nothing is more important to me than that. It's my highest value and always will be absolutely unadulterated, zero curation, unencumbered, purity, the truth of who you are to the core. But then you've got to just decide where's my line? where I want to keep this sacred and I want to keep this protected because online energy is real. So you've just got to find that line for yourself. And I feel like I've found it now. I know that there, there are things that I, it's just for me and my family, you know, and it's, and I want to protect that. And then there are other times where I'm like, it's just so fucking important to me. I do not care. And I'm re- so you just got to find that line, but you've also got to know that, when you are truly, truly, truly aligned and you're speaking from your heart and your soul and not your ego, you are, you've got nothing to worry about essentially. Like you are not going to care. 
But when you're speaking from ego, and do you know what I mean? That's when you're opening your field up, I feel. So when you go to share something, when you go to post something, just check in. Like this is genuinely from my heart of service to me and others. And if so, do you know what I mean? It, it doesn't matter what comes from that because you're not posting for a response. You're posting with service and from truth and alignment. But when you are posting from that place of ego, you know, we've all done it from like, fuck, I, should, I, I don't really need to post this. I'm going to post it. That's when... So I hope that answers your question. It's a bit of a far right. I went on a bit of a rant there only because I'm wow. really, really anti-bullying, yeah. so anti-bullying, and I don't yeah. fucking understand it. But I, I know it's real, and I want people to just get that. We, should, we, we can't have this idea of, well, fuck the haters. They're just blinded by your light. Like that's just like just stop there because it really, it really hurts people sometimes. And you know what I mean? Like when you're really genuinely trying to serve the world, sometimes you do need to have these discussions and you do need to have this contrast online. But there is a point sometimes where it gets too much and you've got to protect your energy for your family. And you can still be in service to yourself and the world without just being like just literally taking your heart out of your chest and putting it online. And again, if you're willing to do that, great all the time. And like I am so to an extent but to that extent where if it's going to affect myself or my family and my well-being, no, it's not worth it because my well-being is more important than even than my message. Yeah, that's awesome. And now to maybe end it off on a light note. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Peter, how do you find fulfillment on a daily basis? Presence with my child is definitely important because, again, you can, get, you can go. I think all mums can attest to this, especially when you run businesses and I work from home. Sometimes you can be so in your head about stuff that when you're with your child, you're thinking of a million other things. But I feel so fulfilled when I'm like potently present with her. My phone's away. I'm in a drawer. I'm watching. I'm observing. I'm noticing like her motor skills and everything she's learning. Like that's fulfilling to me. When, when I am effective and I am like effective in my days where I feel like I have used my life force effectively. I have used it to love, to cook, to take care of myself to create, but also to take care of the masculine things that require attention. So when I am effectively using my life force in a way that makes me feel successful on the inside, always taking time for ceremony, or I always feel really fulfilled when I, like, again, coming back to social media, when I have something really on my heart to share and it's like tapping me, share this, write this, this is what people need, and I share it in an articulate way. And it really resonates with people. And I can see that that was like, ah, oh, I'm so glad I shared that. That's really fulfilling to me. Yeah. I love those moments. Yeah. I also find equal fulfillment in turning my phone off and leaving it in a drawer. And, you know, uh, it's just like life is one big fucking contradiction, you know. Yes, it is. It's, not, it's messy and it's awesome and it's all of that. Awesome. Yep. Well, I think you're using your life force in an amazing, yeah. beautiful, inspiring way. And um, I really, really enjoyed talking to you. I could keep going for another yeah. hour or so, but you, you need to go and hang out with your one. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, where can people find you? And um, On Instagram mostly. I'm not really – I mean, Facebook's good, but I just don't really – I don't know. You're vibing on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram's feeling a lot better right now. Instagram and my website, peterkelly.com. Awesome. And the Earthers is about to be born. Yeah, the Facebook page Yeah, so the, the bigger parts are behind the scenes being worked on now, events and stuff like that. But the Facebook community is there of service to anyone who aligns. Um, I'm in it and it's awesome. Yeah. Beautiful energies. So, yeah. 
Awesome. I'll link to everything in the show notes. Thanks so much, Connie. Thanks so much Thank for having me. Thank you so much, Peter. I really appreciate it. I hope you have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks, Bye. Connie. Bye. Bye.